children, come and receive Jesus Christ. He has come wearing flesh, the one mediator between God and man, offering peace with God in himself. Take and eat and delight in fellowship with your Father. He has come drawing near to sinners, offering life to the very ones who would doubt and betray him. His life of obedience and faith is given freely. Repent and believe. Drink and rejoice. Christ's righteousness is yours. He has come taking sin upon himself, submitting to the way of the cross, crucifying and resurrecting our fallen humanity. Come and live in his resurrected life, for this is his body and blood given for you. Children, come and behold our self-giving Lord. May we trust in the true nourishment of this feast that leads to eternal life. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at the table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful, and began to say to him, one after the other, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? And he said to him, You have said so. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So the Passover meal is ready. The table is set. All the disciples are there in attendance. Jesus is also there with them. The Bible says that when evening came, he, Jesus, reclined at the table with them. And then in typical Jesus fashion, he drops a bomb on them. He says, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And then all the air is just sucked out of the room. I mean, here the disciples are. They're anticipating this meal. There's an eagerness. There's joy. It's a real comfortable atmosphere. And everything is going great. And then Jesus says this. So the mood goes from great anticipation to sorrow and questioning. The ironic part about this at this point is that 
In the book of Luke, Jesus says that this is a meal that he has been eagerly desiring to have with them. Eagerly desiring to have with them. And then he throws this at them. So here he is, dining at the table with his soon-to-be betrayer. Not just his soon-to-be betrayer, but one of his best friends will eventually deny him. And then most of the guys, when faced with tremendous amount of fear, run and abandon him. And knowing that all this is going to take place, again, Jesus in Luke says that he has eagerly been anticipating to have this meal with them. And it's really the same way with us right now. As we sit at the table with Jesus, and even in our own hearts when we're faced with those great moments of adversity, those great moments of challenge, where sin and shame and fear just weigh heavy on us, our first impulse is to run, is to hide, and even to begin to yield to that sin. And unbelief begins to creep into our soul. I think it's here why we have a glimpse that Jesus was eagerly anticipating having this meal with his disciples. It wasn't so much to sit and have communion with them and have fellowship with them. And that stuff was really important. But Jesus finds himself again communicating to his disciples. And he's using this meal, this Passover meal, to give them something tangible to hold on to in those moments of great fear and trial. And then it serves the church way in the future, in the present now, a place for us to go back to, to remember why Jesus looked forward to this last meal with his friend. The meal serves as a powerful reminder, reminder to us all that Jesus willingly offered himself up on our behalf, his body broken, his blood poured out for the forgiveness of sin. What Jesus does, he takes us to the very end of the story. He shows us that he will be the victor, that he has provided salvation, that we have been forgiven. And we have been set free. This meal, this last supper, serves as an anchor to our soul in those moments of great unbelief. It reminds us not just of the price he paid, but the victory that follows.
died for us. He has gone down into your death, and he invites you to participate in him there. Follow him to that place and find your resurrection there. <laughs> 